Welcome to another episode of The Scene and Sound. Here we got your hosts, Stephen Guillen. And Lucas Alzate. And I'm sitting here with two members from Moongazer. I have Philip Michael. How are you today, Philip? Pretty good, thanks. Nice, nice. And we have Alain Saul. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming, man. Appreciate it. Now, Philip Michael is the synth and the keyboard for the band, and Alain Saul is the guitarist. Right, awesome yes. stuff, guys. Mm -hmm. So, to start things off, I really like your name, Moongazer. Super cool. Can you guys tell me how you came up with that? Uh, were there was that the first name that you wanted to do, or were there different names kind of being thrown so, around? Mm -hmm. For this project, yeah, uh, it was the kind of the first name. We didn't really go through any changes. Um, some of the members, like we've had in and out for like years in other projects, but like with Alan in the band, which kind of was when uh, Moongazer became like a, especially as a live performance thing. Yeah. Um, was established. It was just Moongazer. I don't know um, or remember exactly how it spawned, but uh, we just felt like it did represent like a lot of just like uh, the vibe that we, mm -hmm. you know, just go about doing yeah. at like night. We just go out and go to fields and <laughs> like jam on acoustic instruments. Oh, and, I we, and we've that. been doing that since uh, like high school. So, um, and also just it kind of represented like that feeling of connection you get when you're looking at the sky. And like, I mean, out of all, every single human who's ever lived on Earth has seen the same moon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So like, it's like, like that. we all, like we all, no matter what part of history we're in, we're all under so the same. So it sort of came out there, it's just like, yeah. this, this, and, this is what we do, this is how we are. Or yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's just like a whole celestial kind of mm -hmm. thing. Oh, so <laughs> you guys only perform at night? That's one kind of game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only when there's a full moon. Only actually. when there's a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Daft Punk. That we only perform like. <laughs> it, it would. I mean, we like to perform at night for sure. It definitely yeah. adds uh, to the mood. But um, no, during the day. For yeah, sure. of course. It's cool. Awesome, too. Awesome. And awesome. can you guys tell me about the other members that are currently in the band and, and the instruments that they're playing? Who else sure. is joining you on Moon Gazer? Yeah, we have uh, Jordan. Uh, Jordan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jordan Underbrink. Um, He's our guitarist. Okay. And actually we don't have a, a lead and rhythm guitarist. It's kinda of, we always trade off, you know what I'm saying, with each other. Oh, with the songs and stuff, you yeah, guys decide who, who's gonna have the rhythm and then who's gonna Yeah, you know sometimes how usually there's bands that there's like a established like rhythm and mm -hmm. lead guitars. Like yeah, depending on who composes which song, we'll have okay, this section you have you know, uh, rhythm and I'll do the lead and then the other section will switch. Oh, okay. You know, so it's very dynamic like that. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, what else? Jordan's a very good looking young man, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, what, and the drummer? I mean, He's the most mysterious. That's Caesar. Caesar's the drummer. The drummer. Yeah. How many members are in the band right now? Five. Five. Okay, cool, cool. Did you guys did you guys originally start off with five members, or did you add, or did you take away? Yeah, we always had five members, and at, at one point last year, we um, kind of switched in, so it stayed five members. It was just a shift. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's when I went from bass to guitar, and Carl moved into bass, and he's the, the real bassist of yeah. the band, for yeah. sure. What was Carl <laughs> playing before he moved he, to bass? Uh, he wasn't in the band, but ah, we okay. played so he moved yeah. into bass. Yeah, exactly. In a past project oh. uh, with him and yeah. Jordan. 
Cool, cool. So you guys already know each other. Yeah, they knew each Actually, and I knew him from middle school, which Mm -hmm. was very crazy. Like, we never really talked to each other. Or, like, we just knew each other from knowing that, you know, we were in the same school. But And then we just ended up playing in a band, like, years after. And it just so happened that we knew each other long, long, long ago. You know? Snow World. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What a connection. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you guys, when you first started the band with Moongazer, can you tell me who were the original members? I mean, was were there original members that started bringing people together and saying, yes. hey, we want to start a band? Yeah. Um, so there were definitely um, uh, original members. Um, me, Jordan, and a third member. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> we, we, that was the root of the band, really. We cool. spent a lot of time together, kind of just like, um, I, guess, I know it sounds like cliche, but like finding ourselves together yeah. and just like, being, uh, you know, trying to like seek, you know, some and, better and like way to go about living and stuff like that. all together. So it was like a whole, like uh, kind of like close friendship kind of thing. Mm. So it, it's always been it's always been tight from um, the beginning. And then we met Caesar next, and it was us four, and that's when we had started um, the first record in the project. And then um, we met Alon, and then we played. Uh, live as Moongazer, us five, and then and we we met, and then we met, we met at FIU like through, yeah, it was a very, it was kind of like a crazy situation because we met through a, a mutual friend, yeah, and he was already like asked to 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 try out. to try out for the band by the the other member, mm-hmm. and then it, nothing ever happened, you know, we never really kept in touch, and then just one day when I was gonna meet up with this mutual friend, he was there, Philip, and I just asked, hey, do you know? You know, there's one person because, uh, I don't know, I felt like they talked similarly, like in a similar yeah, way. Already, and then he was like, yeah, I play in a band with him. And I'm like, oh, he asked me to play bass. like, oh, you're the guy. And it's just like we already knew each other, you know what I'm saying? And then on that same night, we performed at the open mic at Vicky's. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, like yeah, I played, so the, yeah, we played a reggae song, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah, that's how it happened. And then I, we, I tried out and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fluid chemistry. Yeah, it was very and like fluid. more so on on a, on a friendship level too. Oh, that's it that's good. Not only not only were you guys musically uh, able to to get help each other out and stuff like that and work together, but also just as as people as people, you guys got along. So that just made the band that much easier to to mm-hmm. kind of pick up and get started. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Now now we're roommates. So oh, yeah, that's perfect. We yeah. live together. So you guys jam out a lot. You guys have plenty of practice time. Yeah. So you guys yeah. are were FIU students. So you guys still in? Uh, we finished right. actually the night we moved in. Eleven fifty nine. We submitted the last assignment. We procrastinated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was actually a full moon that night. Oh, oh what? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a full moon. See, full moon. It's and always symbolic. I don't yeah. know. I figure that your first time moving in, the your yeah. final assignment <laughs> of school life like turned in under yeah. the full moon. Symbol. Oh, no. It's yeah, a good transition. Yeah. That was the transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For definitely sure. symbolic. Awesome. How cool. Oh, cool. And yeah, I had to return the U-Haul like at 1 a.m. Oh. Like, damn, I just graduated college, like, and now I'm like in this place <laughs> with a lot. What a crazy headspace! Yeah. And did you Fast. guys? Can you can you tell me a little bit about your genre? What genre would you call Moongazer? Would would it fall into anything niche, or is it just sort of it takes from multiple sorts of genres? For sure, it takes from multiple mm-hmm. sorts of genres. Yeah, like we when we talk about ourselves, we tend to use the words psychedelic progressive rock mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying 
but more emphasis on the prog rock this coming yeah um, album but yeah but it's just it it, it it starts to become so like um it's so much about i feel like moongazer is so much about the composition that uh that's kind of like what what gives her work uh excitement i feel like the compositions are are different at least from my pers pers uh, perspective and how i can like use my my musicality you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. is very interesting like the approaches and i feel like uh that's what i love the most about the project is how we take our compositions and i feel like the the progressive rock you know when we talk about progressive rock and we see other bands that have done progressive rock they have they take influences from uh classical and jazz and uh even like other styles that are like yeah. you know outside of the u.s or so you know, the music theory so is pretty important for your for for how you guys go about creating mm -hmm. your songs so this is the thing none of us are music theories uh the theory <laughs> masters Carl right? wants to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's leave that on <laughs> but no he's good he's really fucking good yeah but yeah. we just but we just uh, end up working um through like uh we just are talk a lot about what we're gonna do you know what i'm saying uh we used to not and we started doing that yeah. a lot this is how this album came to be you know the, the the communication and the way we started composing instead of just introducing one song by one single artist we started kind of like merging ideas together and composing more like a band than just like an like an individual you know and like these different styles started merging you know what i'm saying these different kind of like ideas you know started coming together from different uh you know uh different backgrounds, people different backgrounds yeah backgrounds. exactly and then it started becoming this very progressive kind of like wow. sound that it wasn't there as much before and it started to be very very apparent mm -hmm. yeah like after shows people tell us like whoa you guys have become very progressive <laughs> it's a whoa, thing whoa. you know yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. so like when when he had first joined the project uh, yeah one of the things he liked the most was uh just the way the compositions were brought about um like there's definitely a lot of like ev evolution that needed to take place but the root of it um and what I, not just from him, but from other people through, like since we like had started composing was that they, the compositions took a very free-floating, mm -hmm. open, almost like story-like element. And mm -hmm. um, now that we have like our songs as like more progressive tracks, like ever since he was on guitar, Alan on guitar and um, Carl on bass, now they're, it's like, it kind of embodies the whole theme even more so. Cause like now it's kind of like these like, parts not just like going back and forth like verse to chorus but just like kind of like transitioning and shifting through moods and kind of painting a story or like yeah don't get us wrong we know like we we, we know we know basics but like starting off it was more so at least for me um and i think everyone even and even carl like i was joking like it's by ear and is much more yeah. rooted in the feeling mm -hmm. like, oh, okay it's uh, more like we're going for a feeling more so than a sound but but the even then you guys having that much experience and understanding the music theory yeah. just at a base for level sure. allows yeah. you to yeah. lay by the feet and yeah we yeah. learn as we go more and um it just helps it for sure um i always yeah. think it's better to learn it after you found your own comfort in playing mm -hmm. the instrument because i feel like when people are introduced to music and like it's very rigorous and intense on um, you know just rigid structure. Yeah, it's so much harder to like pick up, pick up, or, or 
you can be, I guess, good at it. I just feel like it's harder to adopt like a passion for it because like your creativity. It's um, kind of stuff stifled by, by. Yeah, by the exercise. And it's mm -hmm. good. You need to do that to get better. But um, usually once you're introduced to that, after you already found kind of like your, I guess, your, your niche or your yeah. vibe within yeah. your instrument, then it, From it there definitely you can play helps around you a lot more. Yeah. So yeah. going back to you saying that, that this music is, is picking up a lot of genres from different musical backgrounds. Can you guys tell me a little bit about your about your musical backgrounds? For sure. That 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 you're coming from. What are some of the first uh, genres that you guys began listening to and started implementing into your music playing? So for me, for sure, I am originally from Brazil, so I have a lot of Brazilian music background, especially like Brazilian jazz, bossa nova, uh, MPB, música popular brasileira, which is uh, just you know, uh, music that that was made in Brazil after the seventies, after kind of like, you know, jazz fused with rock and you know and samba and, and bossa, everything got merged. Uh, you know, I used to listen to that growing up all the time because that's the you know music there. And then I have a lot of background, like uh, my dad has listened to the Beatles, you know, throughout my whole life. So I have a, ve a very heavy Beatles influence, and he's also like a Yes fan. You know, like so. Yes, that's when the progressive yes, rock kind of started. You know, being like. So you were introduced early. To I was kind of rock. introduced early, yeah. And I started playing when I was nine years old. So I kind of like started, you know, getting my ears adapted to you know what was to come. <laughs> <laughs> and what about like <clears throat> Pink Floyd, like the Fathers of Psychedelia? For Pink sure. Floyd, The Doors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I would say King Crimson, Pink Floyd, Yes, Genesis. I love Jimi Hendrix as well, mm -hmm. but uh, Pink Floyd, King Crimson, <laughs> uh, Genesis, and uh, the Beatles mm -hmm. are like my, and Herbie Hancock is someone that I, mm -hmm. you know, these guys, are, I look up to them a lot. And yeah, I feel like I'm more into like the older side of the spectrum, yeah. you know, I tend to go into those 70s, 60s, 70s stuff a lot. I listen to, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, new stuff to like King Gizzard and the Wizard yes. Wiz and the okay, Lizard yeah. Wizard. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's yeah. something that we like a lot. That's like yeah. both of like it's kind of like we, it's a shared love. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're, we're definitely we're definitely gonna talk more about that that psychedelic genre yeah. too and like the world of that. But how about you, Philip? What's what's your music um, background like? It's it's similar, but it's more like uh, the other, like another side of like another part of the spectrum. Like I like a lot of music from that era too. The the roots of it and all the modern bands I like now are influenced from that era. Um, yeah, growing up it was just like, I wasn't even really paying attention to like, uh, I guess music that was like touching me. Um, mm -hmm. I would hear some good tunes like on the radio yeah. from here and, and you'd there. be like, oh, that's I'd hear Santana and stuff because my mom loves that and um, I'd hear Pink Floyd um, very rarely um, just whenever it was on because my dad likes it. But he had, for some reason, not just played a lot of music around me growing up. But once I started playing and listening, it was definitely um, Pink Floyd, a lot of... Uh, a lot of like, I like a lot of like loose, wildly structured mm, um, okay. kind of psychedelic rock looks. So Jimi Hendrix, Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Um, when did you start playing an instrument? Um, my first instrument I ever picked up was like a recorder, but that's like what everyone picks yeah. up. But I actually was ended up being like the recorder on Sambo. Oh. Um, and I was like in third or fourth grade. And, but it was uh, kind of like what I was mentioning before with like the rigid structure. It was, um, it was fun and all, and I really felt like connected to it but um just the fact that like I had to like read 
I, I don't even remember how to read sheet music, but every time <laughs> I could, it was it's funny to think about. But well, um, yeah, like um, I started playing like I guess in the way I do now when I was like 15, 15 or sixteen. I started just like messing oh, okay. around with That's really when you started getting into and like yeah, really feeling music more cool. than listening. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I want to listen to some of the music actually, and I know you guys are working on a new album, and you guys are kind enough to tease some of that album for us. Well, a couple songs at least. So let's hear some teasers then from your new yeah. album, which is called Exit Babylon. Cool, yes, cool. Yeah. So I like that name. And the song that we're about to listen to, a little part of it, is As, as the Ether Churns. Yeah. So As the Ether Churns from your album Exit Babylon. Yes. Oh, fun, cool. So let's, let's get this. There's going to be a demo, rough draft. There's the scene yeah. and sound. So there's yeah. the scene and sound. And we're going we're gonna to play uh, Moon Gazers as the Ether Churns. Let's get the go.
So I was at the Ether Church. Yeah. By Moongazer and their new sound, Exit Babylon. Yeah. So how did this whole psychedelic genre started with you guys? Was it always psychedelic? Or you guys started with punk, maybe some other type of rock genre? The the actual like the sound itself? Yeah, sound itself. How do you guys found that sound? Um, I think maybe just because that's all we had just listened to. We didn't necessarily try to sound a certain genre. It just makes any, sense that... Any inspirations or any sort of artists that you figured you, you really enjoyed and maybe when you started off yeah. you were aiming towards replicating them in some way but then you branched off and did your own thing? Because I know, Alan, you said that you're into bossa nova and musica popular brasileira. Yeah. So how did that, like that whole different genre of... Brazilian yeah, music yeah. to psychedelic. How was that transition? Well, actually, there's a lot of psychedelic uh, music in Brazil. Uh, believe it or not, there's a during the '70s there was a whole tropicalia movement where they did a lot of uh, introduced electric instruments into the uh, música popular brasileira. They had a lot of uh, psychedelic stuff in it too. But honestly, I feel like it's because we are kind of like I'll tell you this: we are similar people seeking similar things. Uh, and we see ourselves in each other and it's it just makes sense to when we're playing music to just get carried away to this you know this certain direction and it's not something that we aim to do and like we, we said before after a lot a lot of shows people come up to us and say we have this very heavy Pink Floyd you know vibe like so, sometimes we get people saying like oh what was that uh, Pink Floyd cover that you guys did yeah and we're like they're all original you know they're all our songs <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. um, it's, so it's just I think the elements uh, of us in the band as, uh -huh. as people uh, yeah we're very like uh, we're very kind of like straightforward on how uh, we I feel like we compose I don't feel like sometimes we even like um try to do certain things we just like you said we work with feeling a lot we work with what feels well or what so feeling you so know. your life experiences yeah, yeah. Your actually that's probably the, per the number one inspiration and also the thing is with like you know quote unquote psychedelic music is it doesn't necessarily have to be um from like you know the 60s or the 70s it doesn't necessarily like need to have like really like uh kind of like spacey effects mm -hmm. um for me, I guess, and like for all of us, I think what makes it like authentically psychedelic is like how transparent like the emotion is conveyed through the music. Like I feel like um, you get like some of the most psychedelic music is ancient, <laughs> um, and it's just because of like the the tones and like the the harmonies and the ju just like the, the the story that the artists. Not just then, but now are trying to paint. The intent. Yeah. Exactly. The and intent. the thing is yeah. with psychedelic music, it's a movement. It's a social movement. It was a social movement from the exactly. 60s. It's, it's so that's what makes it so special. Yeah, it definitely was blown up in the 60s. No mm -hmm. doubt about that. And like it, 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 was, it kind of uh, arose in a specific style and genre with you know, the, the guitar solos and like just yeah. like the dreamy... Um, you know, jams yeah, the hippie and the movement, jams. the yeah. So, so the sound is more than music. It's almost like a f like like uh, almost like liberation, human mm -hmm. human liberation. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and community bonding. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely music that like on its own just has like this this uh, I guess energy to it that um, puts you in, in, into 
Yeah, an, an emotional yeah. world, uh, something that you could connect to beyond yourself. We could have sounded sure. like anything. It just happened that we sounded like Pink Floyd. Okay, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I like out. about Moongazer, man. That you guys are unique, man. You don't hear that much bands, especially here in South Florida, with psychedelic sounds, man. Yeah. So that's what I like about you guys, and I want to ask you guys: How's the crowd reaction? How's your fans' reaction? How do people react with your music? So, um, it's been it's been fun cool thankfully yeah we're grateful for it and everyone who comes out and shows shows support and love our gig two nights ago was it two nights yeah yeah um, you guys did have a show we was, act, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah we actually that was probably one of the most um awesome gigs in terms of feedback we got out i mean yeah honestly it's uh, it was it's been very good even not just on this one i mean of course you have certain gigs that is just kind of like a little dead you know what i'm saying but usually we're very well received, even at you know Lincoln's beer, uh, Brewery where we played Thursday, you know there were like it was packed and people you know clapped through you know after every song, even though there's like songs that are ten minutes long, we get claps in between songs, mm -hmm. kind of like in jazz. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, people tell us the same, you know, kind of. And we really appreciate you saying that, but people tell us that. There are many psychedelic bands here, and then we're kind of like, you know, doing something a little bit more like yeah. not just standard. So, so there, there's a psychedelic scene in, in Miami. You'd say there is. Yeah. There's, okay. Okay. And there's uh, other bands and uh, like people that we see a lot. You know, that are in, like kind of like in the scene yeah. of visual artists, not only musicians. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not even only just visual artists, like people that just vend like. Uh, People right. that sell kombucha, people that sell jewelry. There, yeah. there's people that are in this scene. It, that it, it, yeah. So at this point, it extends more to, it to is, just yeah. what you're listening. It's, yeah. it's what you're doing in the community. Exactly. Just sort of, sort of lifestyle. It's how you see yourself. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like the music, like we were talking about, like just like the, I guess, how um, society was changing with psychedelic music um, in the '60s and uh, seven more so in the '60s, though. Um, like. The type of artists and vendors that like to be involved at the events are also part of like not just um, the show, but yeah, the experience and like the I guess yeah, the movement of like people wanting to do more like uh, what would be the word mindful, you know, socially conscious things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like uh, you know sustainable um, practices when it comes to just like consume yeah, consumption yeah. basics. Uh, so, so would you say your music promotes these sorts of? Uh, um, Maybe thoughts or ideas does it promote any sort of ideology if, if you were to so say when we music's promoting thought, like, something yeah okay so for promotion um it like it just go happens that the, the like you, those people who are always vending and doing art at our events that are like into that you know i guess vibe um mm -hmm. they listen to it but um i guess yeah it represents like the the want or the almost the necessity to push like um like the the frontier, like the barrier on how like, we think about things, um, and by things I, like I mean that. like culture, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, just how we think about yeah, like how we are uh, living in relationship to uh, the planet and mm -hmm. uh, the environment and culture. We have to come to a realization that we're like in, integrated into like the process, yeah. the processes of the planet. You, you'd like to be the yeah. gradient almost between, like. Like the real world and just just the massive 
connection that is like everything, yeah, sort of. Yeah, right? the introduction. Yeah, it's, it's hard to put the it into introduction words, into it. We, at the end, like we all are, you know, no matter what yeah. we do, we have our place in, in, in this connection. Uh, but definitely, uh, like we, we do share these ideas that yeah, you, we need to be more self-aware and uh, how like we are in relation to our environment, you know, how we treat the land. And like that reflects a lot in a lot of like um, feelings in, this, in the music. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's uh, lyrics that do share these things, but sometimes it's a lot about how you feel in, in the music, you know, especially like during an experience like that, mm -hmm. it, you know, like, yeah, the music is definitely supposed to uh, portray, yeah, like experience or, or, or feeling. Um, and a, lo a lot of the people who feel the same, because there's definitely many people who feel the same about the state of just the world, mm -hmm. um, that uh, it, the music will resonate with. Like, and even people that, uh, you know, think anything, like it, it doesn't even matter, where, like even people you think you're different from, you're actually con connected to them. And the whole point of music, and yeah, back to like the title, uh, you know, all moon gazer, like everyone under the same sky, essentially. Like, there, there is a collective, uh, like, yeah, need to, yeah, and to, 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 to like understand, like, yeah. And that's what Exit Babylon is. Yeah, is the need to push humanity forward, and you know what I'm saying? To Exit Babylon, to, yeah. to like, just. Because <laughs> like that—that's that, basic. Like when we reference Babylon, it's like this ancient city that you know, like biblical references considered yeah. like the city of sin and stuff. And then you have things like the whore of Babylon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just representing, kind of just like trying to like get to divinity, but almost by like, yeah, like trying to be. I mean, everything is divine in its own right, but mm -hmm. just um, at least in historical context, Babylon was filled with like you know, just like people in high societies trying to like be actually a you know gods and stuff yeah um so that's definitely a metaphorical way of putting it um but <laughs> close to real too close for it to be not scary um but um yeah like we do um need to exit this uh babylonian uh mindset it's a mindset like more than anything because we we have the capabilities it's, it's more of, of like so a much. cultural yeah. thing more than like a reality because okay. reality is here right now and it's happening no matter what we can't escape reality you know if you're trying to get like to escape reality maybe you i don't know if we're like yeah you know like the the main thing would be try to like focus on the real things like this is what you know we ask for or, or we or we talk about yeah. every day it's like we want to focus on the real things we don't want to live you know yeah. our lives just uh, thinking about what we need to do to survive, we just want to we, we want to survive like the the right way, straightforward. <laughs> you know, like, it sounds kind of like yeah, it's cheesy. Exactly, but yeah, it, it's so like it, you know cliche, but at the same time, it's like it's it's a uh, it, it's like a possibility if you, you if you not yeah. even believe, but like if you uh, I don't know connect if you create to, if you connect to your inspire and yeah. have inspiration to really yeah. like like find a place for yourself and your efforts because yeah. like that's how it has been with all like the events we had done in our own community where that we had run yeah. like all the artists and vendors like through their creativity whether it was food or um, art or whatever they were vending or, or clothes yeah. or expressing it all was with the same intent behind like just to connect 
um, and network with other mm -hmm. creators and innovators that like have the same want or yeah. understand the same necessity. Yeah, these are the events that we do yeah. that live in the garden. I was going to ask you, that's the whole part of the Moksha Art Collective that I heard about? Mm -hmm. Moksha Art Moksha. Collective. Yeah. So Moksha Art Collective is a little different. Uh, what, we do, what he was talking about is like this you know, event that we have brought together. We've done two of them in Naomi's Garden, which is like this nice uh, event space. Uh, it's Little Haiti, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, we we got together with people that you know painted, with people that you know that had material like drawing, or that did jewelry, or that sold kombucha, or that sold food, or that sold clothes. And we said, hey, we're gonna make this event for artists, for artists to be able to bring their you know their uh, their ideas together, or just bring mm -hmm. your what you know to the table, you know, and and listen to good music, meet other artists in the in the South Miami local scene uh, and it turned out that the first event that we ever made with no promotion there was more than 100 people wow. that showed up oh my god yeah exactly and it was we were not expecting that at all we were very very happy and we were just very surprised as well the turnout of the event was amazing and there was such it, it was it's the best event for moongazer because it's created by the moongazer Community, yeah, yeah community. <laughs> yeah, it, so like yeah. when you, yeah, it it just it, it just feels like a hangout spot, mm -hmm. you know, at a garden, and mm -hmm. there's just bands playing, and yeah. there's people selling stuff like a mini festival wow. type of thing. Yeah, and the layout's cool. I don't know, maybe. Well, you're from in Brazil. I know in Colombia, there's a lot of Bohemian people, like more of, like art people that live in streets. Like maybe Moongazer should go to Brazil or to Colombia. And, start this thing over there because over there in Colombia, Latin America in general, there's a lot of Bohemian artists and stuff like that. Yeah, we've talked about stuff like that. So I mean, you guys would really like, especially with um, the native people over there in Latin America. It's really, really cool that you guys mentioned that. Because yeah. that brings me back to Colombia and the people, the Bohemian people over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really exactly. Cool. It's like there's people like that all over the world. Exactly. You know, so like the whole point is to understand the, the connectivity that already exists. Yeah, awesome. I would definitely consider going to Brazil again. It's just I need a new president. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, especially with the, with the president right now. The whole political yeah. thing in Latin America with Venezuela and all this is crazy right now. There's a lot of political <laughs> things yeah. going on there exactly. everywhere. Do you, feel, a, do you feel like yeah. your music kind of touches on, on that? Political, like any sort of like political, political uh, ideologies? I mean, or I mean, just the mindset that like, uh, yeah, just... Uh, or your music tries to transcend that. Because I that's mean, sort of worldly problems compared to yeah, like, like, the, um, things, the politics you know? is like secondary to it. Like it's a direct result of like the problem with like mm -hmm. you know just like um, our conscious efforts as yeah. a society. Um, like be, just because of how it is um, is why the politics, not just in one location but mm -hmm. like in several occasions, yeah. are in like a bit of mayhem right now. And like, I think a lot of people agree with that. Oh, they've been. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been. Yeah, like the times. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, like re, like. I don't know if it's gonna even get crazier. I hope there, this is some sort of plateau, but we'll see. But this is this would definitely be something an arrow that like in history books would be like exactly. crazy. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, exactly. being able to like represent like the need to, um, yeah, transcend any sort of like, uh, yeah, just um, outdated like ways of handling. I get that. Um, Especially, and I feel psychedelic sorry. always touches on, on politics. Like, if you see, I have this album right here. Yes. Pink Floyd, The, the wall. wall. 
Yeah. This is politics right here. The Pink Floyd no, were right. super anti. This is politics. I think he was just booed. Like yeah, a, he uh, went against uh, the Venezuelan yeah. Guaido. Mm -hmm. He, went, he, he did it in Brazil too against really? Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Like during like a live performance, he said, "Oh no, don't vote for this guy," yeah. and everyone started booing him because exactly. you know the other side of is like and, the, the and workers' being party. Oh. Yeah, being uh, ro um, Rock, the guy second, from Pink Floyd. From Pink Floyd, yeah. yeah. Roger, 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 Roger Waters. Waters. He's Roger the bassist Waters. and the, the composer of a lot of Pink Floyd and exactly. stuff. Roger Waters. So, yeah. yeah, but you're right. This is this is a lot of uh, and political. The movie, exactly. Yeah, the movie is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to separate it from politics because just because like the the nature of what you're trying to express is to kind of like heal or return or yeah, reverse yeah. like the standard um, notions mm -hmm. of that like most people are conditioned to believe um, and just accept. So it, it, it is hard to separate. Um, I think he even he even did one on the Donald Trump as well. So I, I think like, I resonate Who, with that. Roger too, Waters? Roger Waters. Yeah, yeah, he's included Donald yeah. Trump yeah. in a lot of his I, I definitely resonate with using Roger like, um, that platform mm -hmm. to, yeah. to, to, to make a difference in whatever you believe, like, yeah. you know? So um, I agree. More, <laughs> it just became more than the music for him and I think we feel the same as well on that. That's awesome, dude. So yeah, we, he's a little controversial, though. Super yeah, I, would, controversial. I wouldn't say it resonated exactly with what he resonates. Yeah, not exactly but what he said. I do know where he's coming from, and I do appreciate what he does, uh -huh. but we're different people. Yeah, we're different people. <laughs> I would like to make that different. Yeah. I was just saying I understand using uh, that platform to... Um, whatever it is in your like mm -hmm. subjectivity, yeah, to yeah, make you your imprint or make a difference or, or, or use like use your platform with like responsibly or yeah, what yeah, you think is what you believe. In. Roger Rogers is a little, sometimes he goes a little nuts. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, a very uh, on your face. He he won't even and his concerts do like the Im imagery he uses on his yeah. concerts, dude. It's just insane. Dude. Yeah, it is insane. Super insane. When I saw him live, like... Oh, you saw him live? Yeah, there was, this, uh, there was this song that says, you know, mother, from this album, Mother, Can I Trust the Government? You know, yeah. one of the tracks here. And then on the wall, he wrote, he wrote it, No Freaking Way. Mm -hmm. And not freaking, like the real word. Yeah. You know, for everyone yeah, to well. see right when he <laughs> says that, and then everyone's just like... <laughs> yeah, of course, everybody goes crazy. Dude. Yeah, yeah that's crazy, yeah. but that's awesome. So... Exit Babylon, man. Released your from reality. Exit reality, basically. Like, uh, actually, it's more like pay attention to reality. Pay attention <laughs> to yeah. reality. Like, exit the fake reality. Exit the fake reality. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, all realities are just whatever you want. <laughs> but the illusionary. Yeah. What makes something real is, like, everyone believing the same thing. Because if one person is believing something, then it's just like, I mean, it's real, but it's, just, it's not like a collective reality. Like, we can make anything real by all believing in the same thing. Um, not even in, like, a yeah cheesy way, but, like, actually. Like, reality is what we accept as it, of what it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, exi by exiting Babylon, it's not necessarily, like, go anywhere, a physical location. It's more like a mindset. Within. Yeah, within it's within. Inner it's space. We really, um, and we talk about this with uh, the uh, Janara, who's in, uh, producing us. And when we are there and we are in this space and we're recording and we're in it, this is the space in which we are exiting Babylon. You know what I'm saying? We are getting deep within ourselves, you know, and, and everything else around us to, to make something beautiful. So, yeah. And I was wondering, uh, how's the recording proce process with Moongazer? Do you guys record together or do you guys do separate instrumentals? 
I guess separate. It's a combination. Yeah. It's a huge, pro a whole dense pro process that we're like. It started off with recording just jams of all of us together, mm -hmm. um, just so we could get like initial kind of like, um, you know, tracks. And some of those tracks actually ended up being snipped into the final piece. So, like, I guess that was the beginning of it. And um, after that is when um, the bass and the drums would like play like some parts isolated just to get the foundation of the timing and all that in mm -hmm. place. And then, um, yeah, in terms of like the rest of the band, we are playing uh, overdub yeah. style, like one by one. But like when we first tracked it, we played it together, it together so we can do like a map type of thing, you know, so everyone knew where we were in the song. So we played the song together. However, only the drums and the bass were actually being recorded so we can later on go and really tap into our tones and, you know what I'm saying, to get the guitar and the synth where, where we really want to focus on that, yeah. Okay, awesome. So this, this is like a little preview of the, the Neptune's Garden. Neptune's Garden, yes. Yes, from the album Exit Babylon. Yeah. Here at
guys cool stuff thank so, you bro so that was that was neptune's garden that yeah. was neptune's garden from your new album exit babylon yes yeah okay okay so can you tell me a little bit about the album as a whole is there is there going to be a theme throughout it all Maybe. so all the song there's four songs and they're okay <laughs> that's North, neptune's garden is the shortest one at like 10 and a half minutes so the theme <laughs> is like uh Voyaging, I guess. Yeah, like going yeah. through how, phase how long is the album? Time, how the long is the album? <laughs> the album is 50, 55 minutes. 50 to 55. Okay, yeah, 15 cool. minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, four songs. Four songs, yeah. 50 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But within each song, there's like two to four songs. My goodness. <laughs> at so least, or like main parts that make it feel like at least at live. Yeah. So, is your concerts are longer? Or are they. So, we always ask for at least. 35 minutes well, like yeah. 40 you, you, you need it really for, for uh, 45 minutes songs. is like 40 minutes yeah. 3 songs including uh -huh. all the delays and yeah, yeah exactly that. so yeah it's <laughs> 45 minutes basically That's we only can play the whole set in it, like if we have an hour or cool. yeah. 55 minutes so we usually do get more time I would say mm -hmm. yeah the last all of the last uh uh, gigs, gigs that we play, we had more time than the other. Oh, that's good. That's good. And and so you guys prefer having this sort of long form music compared to shorter things? You guys feel like it's much better. You you do a better job getting that across. It, then I think we're it, it, it's more natural right mm -hmm. now. It's not necessarily like we have to make long songs. It's actually always been a thing. We used to think it was like an issue, but now we realize <laughs> yeah. it's not. It's totally we used to less. take it as an issue, yeah. Really? Yeah. But like, I we have some myself, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, it, as long as it's shifting within the sound, it's not like, you know, the same thing the whole yeah. time. That's the whole point. And but, um, yeah, like we, used, we have some songs on the first album. Most of the first album, I think the longest song is 10 minutes, which is the shortest song <laughs> of this album, like, on the first one. And um, yeah, we have like some some tunes that are four to six minutes. That's like short to us. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's short. Edging in onto long for most. How far? Or six, seven. I mean, I don't know. There's really no rule. And it must it must be great too having being able to play these long sessions because then just as individual musicians, you guys get your chance to to really follow through. Let's say a a music or a sound, you get your own individual time to play to just play around on on your own. On your own accord, mm -hmm. can can you tell me a little bit about your your role, um, Alan in um, Neptune's Garden? Like okay. like how you first started bringing your your sound into it? So Neptune's Garden was like a very interesting uh, composition because it was the first Moongazer composition that took uh, like a like a different step and a different approach, and it was basically it was. Uh, chord progression that a chord progression that I already had in mind and that I could really hear in the moon gazer sound and I started working with Philip mm -hmm. and then we you know we showed the band Carl Jordan and Caesar uh, and we really you know we were really into the idea and we started writing you know they started writing their own parts at least like Jordan uh, started writing like a lead for when I played the you know the chords and then after that what happened was, of course, I had other parts for the song, and once that once that was over, which was the first segment of the song, we thought and we were like, hmm, uh, okay, like this is an open environment now. Okay, this isn't my composition. Uh, we were in the house and we were practicing in, the, in our house, 
and we were like, okay, this is something I brought up, but like we need to introduce something else. And then I remember Carl was just kind of playing this riff, dun 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 dun. Yeah, he, he kind of. So he introduced that riff, and we started, you know, working around it, seeing where it fits better, and then. I introduced another with the dun 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 dun, which is like the change right after. So we started looking for uh, uh, switches from one yeah. rift into the other, and it then took like two months before we came down to like a yes. conclusion of how how things were gonna go and where they're gonna be be placed. So for that song, that was the first composition by Moongazer that was I would say like a like a, all inclusive. It was I mean, it was a band effort mm -hmm. in terms of like to get. The the, the me yeah the, the the melodies and the not the melodies but like the writing process you know mm -hmm. like done it was a a group thing it was like a group setting of course like I I already had you know certain things that were already placed here and there but then uh, yeah like that that yeah. that composition I feel like is very dynamic because it brings in the you know everyone's idea into it you know yeah so that's that's kind kind of how it went down for mm -hmm. cool yeah and um yeah th that and uh, and the song that uh carl um had uh, introduced is probably th those two songs are the most uh where the whole band was like part of the writing um i mean all of them that are coming out on the album are gonna all be like that um but the our first album was actually more so written by like in the individual members themselves okay. and then we didn't even play them live we just like wrote most of the instruments taught them to the people who yeah. play them the best and hit record yeah. in okay. a bedroom this time it's much more like open ideas everyone's yeah. merging sort of symbiotic like, um, yeah, he was the original con composer of the, of the chord progression for Neptune's Garden mm -hmm. um, for me it was the, the first song we played uh, um, as, as the, the ether turns yeah, yeah. and then we have two other songs written by the other guitarist and uh, the basis, so everyone has like one. Cool. So yeah, everyone everyone gets song. to introduce their own music or yeah, their own exactly. And then the dr drummer is that uh, Caesar, and he can, he can write his own. He, we're probably gonna include his compositions mm -hmm. in like mm -hmm. next project. Yeah, like, future stuff. We all it, that's cool. It's cool that like everyone can write um, their own stuff because yeah. then you never run out of material, yeah, and it's the most versatile. Yeah. So that's and when you yeah cool. when you start merging as well ideas, that's when it gets really it's interesting because, because actually yeah the word. It gives yeah. it's like it's actually a mix and a, like a, an evolution, the product of like uniting. So what about the concerts? Do you guys follow the same song? Or you guys start like mixing up, start like jamming out, or how is that <laughs> process, man? So sometimes we follow like the set list, which is the main set list, which is basically the album in order. Mm -hmm. But when we don't have time, which is most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have like we we could like sometimes we do half of like the you know like a song because it's it, it's a song itself mm -hmm. or sometimes we didn't actually merge two songs but we were, we were planning to we were first merging two songs yeah live as an experience wow. live because we didn't have time and did you guys plan this out beforehand or are you just kind of like giving each other looks like okay, no, no, no no we planned it out but it never happened it never <laughs> happened because we were just like after we talked about it the next day we slept on it and we're like bro no <laughs> <laughs> when we tried at least wasn't that cool but i'm sure it's possible to do it to pull it off um but yeah like just the other night like we had started one of our songs from like the outro of like the first half of the song exactly and then play the whole second half so we could like save like six minutes five six minutes yeah and um 
Yeah, we we, we'll, we have we would have to do we have to do stuff like that. Okay. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, um, a little bit a little bit more about Exit Babylon then at this point. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed that in your past music, there's a lot of like this sort of how can I say Middle Eastern <laughs> instruments that like go in there, or, like style or headspace. Yeah. It almost feels like like I should be in an opium den, you know, <laughs> with like with, like these colorful rags <laughs> on me <laughs> and stuff with it. For this for this song here, Exit Babylon, what the album? So yeah. I'm assuming, mm -hmm. I mean, the album, yeah, for the album Exit Babylon, with Babylon being like in that geographical space and in that time, and and I'm assuming yeah. just that history with it. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to keep your music connected, like to that title? Or are we going to be hearing any sort of unique instrumentation or I, lyrics in it? I think that yeah, it's like the whole um, like not even going for a certain sound thing again. Like it just comes out. I mean, maybe it's because of some sort of. Thing in our background, like our, our, our ancestry, sometimes is from the, uh, not sometimes, some some parts of our family um, yeah. is from that region. So um, I guess there's, even if we, whether we notice it or not, there's some connection. It comes out in the music, um, we're drawn to it as well. Um, and other members in the band just kind of like, like I was saying before, how old music is just powerful or, you know, psychedelic, like there's a lot of like ancient mystical music from that, um, from that uh, place in the world on all periods of time, especially the Babylonian era or however, that um, definitely had like a like a heavy uh, energy to it. And um, yeah, like it's not something we, we really aim for, but we, uh, we do love those instruments. I have a few like flutes and drums that are oh, like, nice, nice. somewhat exotic. In this album, we're using a, a sitar, guitar. A sitar. So it's a guitar that's a sitar. Okay. It's not a sitar, it's a guitar, it's, but it sounds it's an electric just like a sitar. <laughs> Thanks that's to so Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be on Magi. So that's something new that's kind of yeah. like, you know, different. It, it's, yeah, uh, yeah the, the band, like, it does, ret if your question was is if this album will retain those elements, then probably. But they're very yeah. subtle. I feel like maybe they were more direct than the first one, but even then, sometimes subtle. Um, I would say it's present. Like, there's just this, like, yeah, like, these undertones or even just, like, actual in-your-face yeah. tones that yeah. remind you of, yeah, like, some sort of, like, like old older time in this, like, and mystical land. And was Exit Babylon your first choice in the album name? Or uh, you guys try to go through different... Or yeah, well, it was the first serious choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the okay. first serious choice. And we remember, I remember when we were in the studio with Gennaro, mm -hmm. and we are like, yo, Exit Babylon? It's like, yo, we're And we're everyone was like, Exit Babylon? And we told Gennaro, yo, we're thinking about calling it Exit Babylon. It's like, yo, like, I'm with it, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm awesome. And did you guys have the music or some it. songs already played out before the album name? Or did the album name help you understand better how it's going to sound? No, the whole album was already written. Oh, wow, yeah, cool. Chose yeah. And then from there, those musics and that sound, you're like, yeah. okay, now what's going to be the title for that? Yeah, exactly. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. And Exit Babylon came out. Yeah. Cool stuff, guys. I love that. Well, how about we get to talking about some of your upcoming shows? You guys have any any tours or any shows coming um, up soon that you might want to plug in? So we don't have like we have a few. Uh, the Spanish the in Spanish, Kendall. Yeah, in Kendall we have like a a, a, a chill gig at this place called the Spanish, Spanish Mary Marie, Marie Brewing. And um, it's when so um, we have like a two hours uh, or three hours. Well, oh, three hours with breaks. That's um, perfect. That's exactly what you guys. Aim for yeah, exactly. Like we'll get to play everything in more. We actually have to write some stuff. It's on that. March 16th. 
March 16th? Yeah, yeah. this is going to be on March 16th on a Saturday. Uh, oh, like eight what's the eight. venue again? It's the Spanish Marie Brewery. And that's me Spanish going Marie off my Brewery. memory. Yeah. Let me and we're also going to have a next uh, Naomi's Garden, you know. Uh, we don't have a set date, but it's probably going to be after that March 16th. And it's gonna that's yeah, a really a cool event. The okay, and the Na Naomi's Garden as well? Yeah. So Naomi's Garden is actually our own event. It's like what we had mentioned before where we bring in artists and vendors. We're exactly. going to do a third rendition of it um, oh, at cool. yeah, Naomi's Garden, which is like the restaurant Little Haiti that we have it and it's uh yeah it has um stage uh it has flowing water trees uh kind of like it's a garden and so there's yeah, like a yeah. garden tree with lots plants, of like, colorful <laughs> I, I, I can yeah. i can yeah i can imagine that sort of like spacey psychedelic music <laughs> yeah. 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 The yeah. and the garden it fits and our vibe a lot yeah wow. exactly. people frolicking <laughs> yeah yeah oh, it's, it's, yeah it's, if they want they might get kicked out, but... <laughs> and they have vegan food, you know mm, what I'm yeah. saying? They, they offer vegan options for people that... Oh, so that's nice. So, so you got those things. It's <laughs> looming around March 23rd, maybe? We'll see. Probably around, around there. Around We're going to have a Facebook event. event. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, as for Facebook and Instagram, where can we follow you yeah, guys? Where can we, we follow keep you up with you? Instagram uh, would be Moongazer. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a U instead of an E on the actual name, but if you type in Moongazer, one word, like, no yeah. S. Um, it's the first one to pop. Yeah. So and sure. anything and else? Facebook, Facebook as well. Moon Everything Moon that we'd be on, you know, SoundCloud, all that is just Moongazer. Yeah. Uh, no S. All right, cool. So we can listen to your music as well on SoundCloud. What else? Spotify, iTunes, Spotify. ITunes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and soon the upcoming album as well on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, Do you guys have a date for your up upcoming album? Not yet. No, no, not it's yet. Okay. So so you gotta stay tuned. Uh, yeah, keep a lookout for the new album. Man. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't take too long. Yeah, it shouldn't take too long. But we are taking our time to make sure That's that it's, right. it goes comes back. Well, we yeah. we also have another show we're planning at at Moksha Arts Collective. We don't have a date for it yet, but um, we're trying to. We're gonna meet with the guy Ray is his name tomorrow to try to plan it out. It's um gonna be at the actual art studio uh, where they the visionary psychedelic art. Um, they have stage, lights, so much um, artwork. Um, they even have like a little boutique shop. Yeah, it's we're like probably really going to cool do a video today, like um, a live performance. Yeah, so we're going to try to put, promote that one as well. That, yeah. That's something that's yeah. going to be coming in probably late March to mid-April, yeah. anywhere in between. And you'll be playing and some songs from Exit Babylon? We're going to probably playing the, the whole, whole album. Thing, the whole yeah, album, wow. Yeah. Order, so. Now yeah. that you guys brought up the video, have you guys thought about doing like any music video, maybe like some psychedelic type of video? Yeah. Um, we still we don't know exactly yeah, yeah. what's gonna happen, but we're we trying are, to figure out. We're trying to because we want to make a music video. Yeah. Um, we want the song first to be ready for the music video, and yeah. then after that, we're trying to you know if anyone wants to collaborate or <laughs> if anyone is willing to, uh, you know, like share ideas or share projects. Like we're definitely looking for people to do that. You know for sure. And we have like friends that have done. Uh, like really nice favorites for us, like the 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 logo that we have. We have two different logos that we use. You know, these were like done by people around us in, in this like commun communal environment of just sharing art. And yeah, uh, one by Andrew, the other one by Brittany. So shout out to them. There, oh, it was a great. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> guys. So you got your shows coming up. You have your new album, Exit Babylon, coming out. We just listened to a bit of it as the ether churns and Neptune's Garden. 
Exactly. Awesome stuff, guys. I appreciate it. Awesome, you Alan, Ma Philip. Thank you so much, guys. Thank, thank you, guys, thank for you having us. This was a great conversation. Amazing conversation. Yeah. Amazing, amazing conversation. Cool. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm Steven. Lucas. We just had a mooncaster with us, guys. So keep rocking out, South Florida. There you go. Seen and sound. Seen and sound. Peace out, guys. <laughs> <laughs>